We want to tell you about the Culture Proof Conference happening in July of 2024. Yes, Culture Proof Conference happening July 18th to the 20th in Bartlett, Tennessee at Faith Baptist Church. It's going to be a great time. We have some great speakers talking about some great topics, and we're just looking for the Lord to, to truly move in our midst. This year's theme is resist. resist. As we look at what's going on in the culture, we want to be reminded of what our brother James wrote in James chapter 1, verse mm-hmm. 27b, where he told us to be unstained by this world, to keep ourselves unstained by this world. And one of the ways that we're going to equip you to do that is to alert you to what's happening in the world, alert you to what's happening in the culture, and also provide an actual practical response that keeps us unstained by the world. We have some great speakers coming out, Dr. Kathy Cook. We're going to have Dr. Taryn Dames. We have have some great things happening, like some breakout sessions. We have culture-proof kids, culture-proof teens. It's something for the whole family and so you want to register we're going to give out more information is coming but you want to register the registration will start in february so just be on the lookout for that culture proof conference 2024 in bartlett tennessee at faith baptist church we are super excited more information as we get closer make sure you stay connected Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof podcast. Thanks for listening to Culture Proof. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And this is episode three of a five-part series on how to start well as a family. Previously, we reminded you that your family is not a buoy and uh, then followed that up with an encouragement to teach your kids to pray. Three things that we recommend you teach your kids about prayer. And today, we want to talk about modeling for your kids a love for God's Word. Oh, man. Very important. (laughs) Look... If they get this from a young age to love the word of God, it will mm-hmm. set them straight. I kn- I remember one uh, an elder at my church told me, "Man, if you get the word in you at this age, I was a youth at mm-hmm. that point." He said, "He used to tell me you be your led." Yeah, I was a your led. <laughs> he said, "You'll be one of the greatest to ever live," and wow. it, it struck me when he said that because I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you know, it it, it it was a positive. It was a positive affirmation." I was like, "Man, that's pretty cool." But he what he was trying to say is how valuable and important the word of God is. Amen. And it will set your life on a course that you will have success. Yeah. And you will do what God wants you to do. And even at a young age, being born again, I really want to please God. And so if understanding and loving his word uh, put me in that category, I wanted it. Amen. You know, and one of the reasons, and I want to kind of hang out here just a little bit. Yeah. Um, why do we say show your kids um, how to love God's word or model for your kids. Well, yes. because I think if we say teach your kids to love God's word, um, we can we can teach it. Yes, and we, we should. We and we should. Yes, we can we can tell our kids to love God's word. I actually think it's more difficult to model it. Because mm. it's something that actually we have to then be invested in ourselves. Like we, it's one thing to say to your kid, go read your Bible. 
Mm-hmm. or you should read God's word, but it is something totally different to model for them oh, yeah. a lifestyle reflective of a genuine love for God's word. Yeah, definitely. And we talk um, frequently about uh, Deuteronomy chapter six. And one of those features is is in the heart, then it's practiced. You know, it's in the heart of the parent. Mm-hmm. So the parent has to be modeling this as well. That's right. Then you teach it, you know, diligently to your children, but it's something that you're you're teaching what you're doing. You know, because it's in your heart first. That's good. And so it has to be a thing where you're not just teaching teaching them and saying, you know, do, you know, um, what I say, Mm -hmm. but it's like, do, do what I do. You know, mm, so do what good. I yeah. do. And so I'm, I'm going to model this uh, for you. I'm going to show you that I love the word by what? Reading the word, mm-hmm. by studying the word, by putting the word into practice. Amen. When you have situations that rise up in the family, that you use the word of God, not your own you know, mindset, that you'll say, man, you know, the Bible has something to say about this. Yes. You do this all the time. Amen. All the time. You know, you have a, there's a scripture for that. I'm laughing at you. (laughs) He's already working through our points. Okay. He's already working through our points. I'm running to the end. This, this, this will make up too much on the last one. No, actually people are like, well, that's, that's so refreshing. (laughs) Got to hear from the man of God. Um, No, but it's, it's funny because I was thinking like, okay, so our last podcast um, went a little bit longer than we like to have it. And so this one will make up for it. It'll be short because will the great will just run through all of the points right now in the intro. <laughs> Somebody's like, wait a minute, it's still intro. No, not really. Um, but no, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right, though. Modeling and then attaching what you model to uh, direct teaching, I yes. think, is so important. So we yes. want to say to our kids, this is what we're doing. This is Amen. why we are doing this, right? Um, so, okay, model for your kids a love for God's word. Number mm-hmm. one, we must know the word of God. Mm-hmm. We must know the word. So, Man. how do we model that for our kids? And you kind of just alluded to it. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, in, in real life situations that you're saying that the word applies to this, mm-hmm. you know, we can take from the word of God, you know, us memorizing scripture is great. You know, what we're doing uh, with the catechism, mm-hmm. you know, is a, is a great thing. Sitting down with the word, you know, having these questions and say, and seeing what the word of God is saying about this question, yeah. you know. Um, so I think in those ways, we, we model for them that, man, the word is important. Yeah. Just like we said, prayer is important. Yeah. Top of the list. The word of God Amen. is as well. It's this amazing thing that we have the word of God. Wow. Yeah. You know, after all of the, the, the centuries and things that has happened, we have this and it's relevant today Amen. in all generations, you know? And so I think we model it by applying it practically in our everyday lives and showing our children that we just don't lead with our feelings or our emotions or just our thoughts. But what does the word of God have to say? Amen. About practically speaking, as a parent, you know, we anticipate that our kids have questions and they're going to come to us with a lot of questions. Some yeah. of those questions may be deeper than others, but our kids are going to come to us with questions. One of the ways that we model a love for God's word and even a trust in God's word is that our responses are biblical by mm. default, right? Yeah. So yeah. so if if our kid, yeah. you know, comes to us and has a question about, you know, how we live or about morality or about what is right and what is wrong or, you know, how should I think on this issue? As a parent, it's very easy for us to just kind of talk about what our opinions are. Mm. Like that comes very natural mm-hmm. to us. But I think it's so important for us to say, well, you know, the Bible says this. Yeah. And then actually take them to the scripture verse or we say it from memory. And we're going to talk about that because memorization is another one of those ways that we model. Right. Um, 
but even just being able to refer to the scripture and, and because I want people to understand that as a parent, we are really actively living with our kids mm. and we're not trying to be like, um, I'm going to put it in quotes, like super Christians, mm-hmm. right? Like we are trying to really model for them <laughs> what it is to be a follower of the Lord Jesus yeah. Christ. And so what I mean by that is a, a kid comes to you and that kid has a question. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to respond with scripture. So mm-hmm. I want to lead with scripture. There are times that the Holy Spirit will remind me of the scripture and I don't remember it verbatim. Yeah. So I want to be able to say to my child, hey, you know what? I'm thinking of the verse. There's a verse. I think it's in Ephesians. Let me look it up for you. Mm. Well, why do I want to? Because I want to show them my humanity. There are passages that I have memorized, but there are also passages that I have not memorized. I know the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right. I know the neighborhood. I know the street. And sometimes right. I don't have the the address that I need because I have not memorized that particular passage. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit does bring that back to my mind. Why? Because I have read it, mm. because I have studied it. Right. Because I know it and I know that this will apply in this situation. I think it's so important for our kids to see that. Yeah. In fact, in Second Timothy, chapter two. Verse 15, the Bible says, be diligent to present yourselves approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. We can model this for our kids by applying the right scripture at the right time to the right question. Yeah. Right. We show them that, hey, I know God's word. I trust God's word. Mm. And so, so much so I'm going to apply it to your question in real time. And man, I just have to say, you know, you do a great job of that as well like really pointing things back to the 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 scripture in real time you know that's something that you do frequently that's something that i take stock you know uh, i i look at and i'm like man i want to do that even Mm -hmm. more you know Uh, and i think that's the way that we should do it in our homes you know that we should point back to the word of god you know sometimes parents have a fear of like not knowing the answers but if you study the word if you study the word the word has all of the answers so it would benefit us to study the word because then you wouldn't feel like because god gives us recall Mm -hmm. like what you're talking about is recall when you're like oh there's a scripture for this i know the neighborhood you know and then you go and, and look it up god gives us those those things but if it's not in us you know if it's not if we don't study then that recall is it's like almost impossible like god can do a miracle and have a scripture pop into your head he can do that but when we study the word of god you know we we make ourselves available to bring that back up mm. in a time of need and we need that in our homes That's so sometimes good. we take things like the scripture and say okay we're going to apply this to uh, maybe someone we're discipling at church or you know the the pastor preaches this but in our homes in our homes man with our children one another. Yeah. yeah they have questions that's right that that's right are bigger than us. And the Bible has answers. And the Bible has answers. Amen. All right. Number two, we're talking about how to show our kids um, a love for the Bible. Uh, Number two, we must live the word. You quote this passage in James all the time. Um, I'm going to start by reading it and then have just a little bit of a conversation around it. Yeah. We, man, sometimes we will relegate scripture reading to being at church (laughs) or being in a Bible study, Mm. right? And so what we are really saying is that we've heard it, Mm -hmm. right? But we don't find it to be practically applicable to our lives. Mm -hmm. What we want to do is we want to take the practical application of God's word um, and live it out. James Mm -hmm. chapter one, verse, I'm going to start at verse 22. It says, but prove yourselves doers of the word 
and not merely hearers who delude themselves. Mm -hmm. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what (laughs) kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not only... I'm sorry, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, Mm. this man will be blessed in what he does. Amen. This Mm. is a scripture that I quote pretty much every Sunday at our our fellowship. Yeah. You know, to not be only a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. And I think the King James says, uh, deceiving yourself. Wow. <laughs> you deceive you yourself when, that. when you when you're just a hearer and not a doer. And that's man. What do you think what do you think is the deception in that? Man, because you think you're doing something. Ugh. You think you're doing something I, but you're not. You think you're yeah. doing the thing that you're, you know, that you want to do. That you heard. That you heard, yeah, but you're not and you're deceiving yourself because you just think that you're doing it. Yeah. And man, that's something that God impressed upon my heart is that man, if we uh really uh did the things, you know, how much can we apply? How much of the scripture can we apply? Mm-hmm. How much can we live out? You mm-hmm. know, and that's the deal, you know, because when we take what's written and we uh, study it and we begin to apply it to our lives, then that's when it works. That's when the power is there. But Amen. when we take when we hear the scripture and we just, oh, that was good. That was good. But we don't apply it. We're deceiving ourselves because we heard it. We think we did it. But we yeah. Didn't. Man, you know, it's so interesting to me when I think about um, just the practical aspects of God's word. There's so much that is instructive in God's word. There's a lot that is descriptive that describes for us a situation that happened that teaches us about the sinfulness of the human heart, why we need the Lord. Mm. Um, The Bible describes for us who God is, his character and his nature and how he acts and intervenes in the affairs of man. But there's so much of the Bible that is just basically practical. Like, just don't do that. Mm. Like, don't do that or do these things. And it's amazing to me that it has to be kind of um, delineated for us what things we ought to be doing because we've been invited to a new life. Mm -hmm. Totally different distinction. Like we've been brought from the domain of darkness. We've been brought into the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like as a citizen of heaven, okay, what does that look like? What does that mean? I mean, that's that's the New Testament church. As we as we read in scripture and we look at this fledgling church, the birth of the church, and we look at the expansion of the church, man, it is characterized by like newness of life. Mm. What what do you do now yeah. that you believe? What do you do yes. now that you believe that you've come into the family of God? We yeah. should make sure to point this out to our children. Yeah, definitely. A lot of uh, Paul's writing is to the churches where it's like, this is how you're supposed to act as a yes. believer. Yes. This is what you do. And some of them, they had questions and he came back with the answers. This is how you handle this situation. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. You know. And so if, if they just read the letters of Paul you know, when he came back and didn't apply it, Man, they would be in the same position that Deceiving they were in. Themselves. Deceiving themselves. <laughs> but you got to take what you read and say, God, help me to apply this to my life. You know, I see an aspect where I'm lacking. You know, how can I take the scripture that I, I'm learning, you know, and apply that? Lord, help me. Amen. You know, it Amen. comes back to prayer. Lord, help me. You know, because we can't will ourselves to do certain things. We, we, we see what we see. We read it. We study it. And we ask the Lord to help us to apply. It. You know, there's a little bit of a, a Deuteronomy 6 reflected in the New Testament. Um, this as you go, as you are living. Um, and then the question is raised, why are you doing these things? We refer to this 
on previous podcasts, but there's a, there's a little bit of this um, you can see in Peter's letter. And I'm thinking about in uh, first Peter chapter three, verse 15, this particular passage is commonly used as an apologetics passage, like being ready and able to give a defense for the faith. But I think there's something deeper in it. If we read all of it in context, because if you read first Peter um, chapter one and first Peter chapter two, by the time you get to chapter three, and in particular, verse 15, what you come to recognize is that there is a whole like litany of countercultural living directives. What do I mean by that? Like you've just been told to do the opposite of what the culture has normalized. That's what Peter writes, right? He writes that you ought to live differently. Husbands and wives are to engage differently. We are to respect those in authority differently. We are to serve differently. All of this is countercultural living, but it all culminates in verse 15, where as a result of doing this, Peter says, you have to be ready to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. And so it almost sort of like implies that because you are doing these things, you're going to have to defend it. Mm -hmm. And why do I bring that up? Because when we start talking about modeling a love for God's word, um, using God's word or applying God's word in everyday situations, we're going to, I believe, provoke the question from our children, why? Yeah. And again, yeah. I mean, it just is so consistent. Man, it's yeah, all it's set up so that we will have to give a defense. Well, the reason wow, we believe this is because God's word says this. Mm. And the reason we apply it is because God is who he says he is. Hey, Amen. That's, that's a great point. You know, tying that Deuteronomy 6 to uh, 1 Peter. And you're right. It has a similarity that the questions would come out because of what you're doing that you'll be able to give a reason to mm-hmm. you. And again, you, you're so uh, right on that because we use that as an apologetic scripture, but that scripture can apply right in our homes. Again, Amen. as we are living life, as we are being countercultural, our children should see that and say, okay, man, why don't we do this as a family? Why do you know the, the world does this, but we don't. And, and that brings out that question and we're, and we're able to answer those questions, you know, with the word of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So number four, mm-hmm. um, what we want to show our kids in the way of a love for God's word. And you kind of alluded to this already. We want to memorize it. Mm-hmm. We want to commit it to memory actively. We want to model that for our kids that they see us. I, I can remember um, at times, trying to memorize scripture. And honestly, I feel like as I've gotten older, it's gotten more difficult. Um, But I think it's also because there's so many other things in my brain Mm. that does not excuse me though. Okay. (laughs) And, and I, you know, inviting our kids into this with us as we're going through foundational truths, Mm. um, you know, there's scripture memory. And so we've got our index cards and it's like, man, you want to be memorizing the scripture, get the kids to quiz you on it. Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, hold my card. Let me recite it to you. You know, um, all of these things show a love for God's word and a desire to have God's word hidden in our hearts. Psalm Mm. chapter 119, uh, verse 11 says, your word, I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. But you know, it's interesting in verse 10. Well, let me go back just a step further. In verse nine, How can a young man keep his way pure Mm -hmm. by keeping it according to your word with all my heart? I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments, Mm. your word. I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. 
teach me your statutes. It is so important for us to teach our kids that, man, if you want to stay close to the Lord, you don't want to wander away from the Lord. Because remember, in Deuteronomy 8, we recall that forgetting the Lord was to turn away from his commands. Yeah, that's right. So we want to teach our kids, hide those things, treasure those things in your heart. And one of the ways that we do that is by memorizing scripture. Amen. I, I'm thinking about uh, uh, Psalm chapter uh, 119, but going down further, mm -hmm. you know, it may, our children, a lot of times they want, when they're young, they want to be adults. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they mm -hmm. want to know what adults know. They want to uh, participate in, in adult things. And I'm, I'm thinking about Psalm 119, uh, verse 97 probably would be so appealing to them. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever mine. I have more insight than all my teachers. <laughs> <laughs> for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged <laughs> because oh, I observe your, your precepts. <laughs> I remember th reading this and thinking, man, I could be you hmm. know wiser than my teachers and <laughs> no more than my than the aged, you know, but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we, we have to have this as a foundation for our children that they'll be able to, you know, see the word of God. Um, they'll be able to apply it, yeah. live it out and see the benefits of walking in the word. That's like, so good. It's for them. They're not junior Christians. That's right. You know, oh, they man. don't have a small like H Holy Spirit living inside them. You know, they are just as much Christians as we are. Yeah. They profess Jesus Christ. And so these are things that they need. And man, imagine a lot of you listening, you might be like, man, I got saved a little later. Man, imagine if our children got this mm -hmm. prayer, the word, man, they and they truly understood what it meant. And they were not self-righteous about it, but they applied it to their lives. Man, man, what would they do in this world? 95% of all startup businesses fail, and that's not great. But not enough entrepreneurs realize that only 5% of business acquisitions fail. Blue Collar Millionaire wants to help you succeed in business. Business can be good if you know where to look, what to look for, and how to acquire what you find. That's what Blue Collar Millionaire is all about. Kevin, Mark, and Chris are three normal guys who grew their blue collar businesses into seven-figure successes. Now, now, they are helping others do the same thing. You can learn more when you visit bluecollarmillionaire.net. That's bluecollarmillionaire.net. Let their proven strategies teach you how to purchase into instant cash flow, processes, and systems that create the lifestyle you've dreamed of. It's time for your hard work to work hard for you. Discover the war room at bluecollarmillionaire.net. That's bluecollarmillionaire.net. Yeah, you know? I was at a Bible study um, the other night with a group of women um, as we've been walking through the book of Acts. And one of the women um, mentioned how, you know, parents, there's a lot of the feeling of, man, I want my kids to have better than I had, you know. And so <laughs> we usually think of that in terms of material. the temporal and yeah. material things, yeah. right? Those things that are going to pass away. But what if we had that conviction mm. for the eternal things? We so should. like maybe you grew up in a church where there was not the robust teaching of discipleship. Like mm -hmm. you, you knew that you should come to Christ. So mm -hmm. you came to Christ, but you were not taught how to walk after him, how to be a disciple, how to keep the word, right? Because Jesus said that if you um, continue on in my teachings, then yeah, you are truly, truly my disciples. Yes. This is John 8, 31. So if you were not taught that, but now you know it as an adult, if you want your kids to have better than you had, 
you would teach them that you Mm. would disciple them at a young age. You would show them and encourage them in the word of God. You wouldn't diminish the impact and the power of God's word because you say, Oh, well, she's just seven. Mm. (laughs) Have you talked to some seven year olds? You know, this idea that we have that our kids cannot understand. And you just read the verse, right? I have more insight than all my teachers for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged because I have observed your precepts. So look, maybe there's some seven year olds that can run (laughs) run circles around the aged. And I'm not talking about because of their physical bodies, but I'm talking about because of spending time in God's word. We teach our kids, look, we teach, we teach you to read. We, we have taught you to read. We want you to read the Bible. We want you to read God's word. If you've got, can I just throw this out too, as an encouragement, if you've got a struggling reader, um, and you feel like, man, I just, the, the reading is not where I'd want it to be. Um, let invite your kid to read the Bible with you. Mm. And even when they get to some of those big words, like just let them read the words that they can read. Right. And then when, when the kid pauses, you jump in with the big word, give the kid the big word, the kid sees the word, the kid starts to memorize the word. But why am I saying this? Because there's something different about being taught to read God's word. Mm. There is a different power. Yes. We can see Jane run, Okay, and and that's great. And our kids will learn to read with that. But there is a different power in God's word that I think helps us to achieve things that we don't think God's word will help us to even achieve. You got to remember that the word of God is supernatural. It's it's not just a, a book, you know, so as they're reading that. Man, we we understand that what the, the words that, that are in the in the, in the Bible, Amen. That, they're taking that in and it's taking root. That's right. You know, it's not just like they're just reading any old book. So it's a supernatural book, and so we need to approach it that way. So our children should be reading it. Amen. And I will tell you this: even if you've got little kids, so we've got what we call the big three and the little three. And so we've got 16, 15 and 13 and then nine, seven and three. And we're all in the same room talking about the word of God. Can I tell you that our three-year-old Timmy is drawing from the environment of what he (laughs) hears. He is learning all the time and his brain is just expanding. And there are conversations that he engages in and we're like, how did, when did you, but he's listening. You memorize scripture with our little three every night. Part mm. of the bedtime routine is to recite the scriptures that they're memorizing. Mm. And so, you know, it's interesting. And I think I mentioned this to you. Um, Mariah said almost, she's like, man, I kind of want to be a part of that bedtime routine because they're, <laughs> they're like getting all of these scriptures under their belt that they're memorizing. And we can hear them as they're going down for bed. We can hear them reciting their scriptures. And Timmy, who is three, is reciting the word of God and he's hiding it in his heart. And here's the thing, we must not underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit to draw from those deposits as our kids grow. Let us immerse them in the word of God. Let us model for them that we have a love for the word of God. When we do this, we are going to see the fruit of it. When you resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, you will make God's truth. Until next time, Lord willing. God bless. (laughs) 